4: Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group.
5: With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Fresh fighting along the Syria-Turkey border despite that U.S.-brokered ceasefire between the Turks and the Kurds. The BBC's Barbara Platt Usher is at the border.
3: Ankara has agreed to suspend its military operation for five days and make that permanent if the Kurdish fighters retreat from a swath of territory in Syria along the Turkish border. The Kurdish commander, General Maslum Kobani, said his forces would accept the agreement, but only in the area invaded by the Turks. He said a ceasefire for the rest of the border zone would have to be discussed.
5: And at a rally in Dallas last night, President Trump applauded the ceasefire deal. Vaping-related illnesses in the U.S. still on the rise. The Centers for Disease Control says there have been nearly 1,500 cases and at least 33 deaths. Stocks in the red on Wall Street. The Dow is down 30 points. The S&P is off a fraction. This is SRN News.
4: The effects of domestic violence are lasting and intense. Roughly one in four women and one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence by a partner in their lifetime. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Know that if you are in an abusive situation, there is hope and help. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 800-799-SAFE. Consider donating your time or financially to women's shelters here in the Twin Cities. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570.
2: i Michaels here on Wellness 1570. Listen to us on your smartphone with our mobile app on TuneIn, iHeartRadio, radio.com, your Amazon smart speaker. Lots of great ways to listen or share us with a friend. Your forecast uh, for this Friday, partly cloudy skies, should feel pretty nice out there. 66 today. New clouds at 48 through the overnight, then partly cloudy, low 60s on Saturday, partly cloudy and around 60 on Sunday, possible rain showers Sunday night.
4: October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Besides skin cancer, breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed among women. Information on prevention and early detection, as well as resources on treatment and support, can be found at sites like nationalbreastcancer.org or at the American Cancer Society's website. This wellness spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Stream online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com or tune in with our free mobile app.
0: It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Giving your computer problems a boot. Arby's Computer Service. When you
1: want your computer fixed right the first time.
3: Hi, this is Randy from RB's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? rb's computer service what is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iphone or android phone why are you waiting call us today we can be reached at 763-441-3884 that's 763-441-3884 or on the web at rbsmn.com giving your computer
0: problems a
5: The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape, up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com
6: Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. I'm so honored you choose to join me on the radio for 60 minutes a day. You know your brain has unlimited plasticity. In other words, the one organ in your body uh, that should get better with use is your brain. No, you know, the United Negro College Fund used to have a great commercial, say, the mind, what a terrible thing to waste. And that is absolutely true. I don't care what your skin color. Uh, I don't care what your nationality. I don't care what language you speak. I don't care what bathroom you use. One thing we all have to understand is people. We are all in the people business. And today, we're going to be talking about empathy equals understanding. Because you know what's lacking in the world today is understanding. You know what's lacking in America today is empathy. You know, the the ability to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. The ability to understand someone's other someone else's trauma and drama. The ability to put someone else's map of reality before your own. And so today we are going to talk about empathy equals understanding. You know... I talk all the time that there's only three ways to see any situation. They're called perceptual positions, and there are three of them. There's first position, which is self. There's second position, which is other. And there's third position, which is overview. And that's you need to keep it simple, soldier. We automatically, by default, see things from our own perspective because we live in this temporary dwelling. We live in this body. Uh, And so we automatically, by default, without thinking about it, see things from our own perspective. But there is a second way to see things, and that is called empathy. Empathy is the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. In the perceptual positions, uh, it's the ability to to sit in someone else's seat, uh, to, to basically clothe yourself in them, and to replay the situation between you and them, but not like you're watching a video, not from your own perspective, but this time, actually put yourself in the other person's shoes, put yourself in the other person's skin, put yourself in the other person's clothes, and you see the interaction as they experienced it. That truly is what we call empathy. And the third position is what we call overview. And that is like watching it on a movie where you play it backwards uh, and you, you watch it again, this time from an overview perspective, from someone on the outside looking in. And it's those three positions... Uh, that give us our understanding. It gives us more information. Each one of those positions gives us more understanding. And by default, by nature, we're in first position, so we don't need to work on being in first position. What we need to do is work on getting out of first position. Uh, And a lot of us have a tendency to do the third position uh, on a regular basis, you know, after an event takes place or after a, a failed marriage or after a failed sale or some, We very rarely do it after a good thing, usually after a bad thing. And then we play it back and we can see some things that we might have missed. You know, what does this look like to other people? That's really what overview. And a lot of people do that uh, secondhand. I just automatically do it as you're looking back. Matter of fact, we have a, a piece that I use in our EQ Communicating with Power class uh, called Thoughts and Emotions Journal. And it's actually a nine-step process to go back through an interaction, an interaction that... Uh, your outcome was not as good as you wanted it to. An interaction where uh what you set up to take place and what did take place were two totally different things. And so you can go back through this in that quote third position uh and find out some information that you were lacking. But the one thing I want to focus on today uh is this work, the second position called empathy. You know uh there's a saying out there by Dr. Robert Rowe with personalities insights out of Atlanta. Dr. Rogue's a great guy. He does a lot of work with DISC behavioral profiles. Uh, and I don't remember how he said it, but I took his saying and adapted it a little bit. I don't remember exactly his original saying, but the way I've adapted it is this. If I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, does it make sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship? And so today we're going to talk about empathy is understanding because you truly can't understand another person. Uh, unless you get out of your map of reality, you know dr uh, Adler, a uh, psychologist, tells us that by the time a child uh, uh, by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place in other words, a majority of the structure of their beliefs, their core beliefs, their unconscious beliefs are in place by the time they are six years old, and for some that's a very traumatic time, a time of little control, a time of uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, abuse and molestation in today's world. And so we put together maps, we put together belief systems uh, to survive, to get through that really can't transfer to later parts of life because we're not going to be that six-year-old kid out of control. We're not going to be that young person who has no authority for a long time. We're not going to be that person who has to get through a uh, you know a, a family of origin issues because that's just... Uh, the, happens to be how you were born or how you were brought in this world. And so today I really want to focus in on that second position, which is understanding. And whenever we deal with understanding, we're going to deal with a couple words today, not just second position, uh, which is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes, uh, the ability to to act as if you're that other person, to see it from their perspective, but also to take a look at uh, some other pieces, you know, to, to take a look at this word called rapport. Uh, to take a look at things called maps of reality, because nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our personal map reality. And one thing we got to realize is, you know, there's this thing called they call the golden rule that we treat other people uh, as we would like to be treated. You know, what what a concept it's biblical. You know, to treat other people the way we would like to be treated. It, and it's kind of like empathy, but not really. It's still about ourselves. It's like saying, hey, if I was being led by somebody else, I would want to be told what to do but not told how to do it. You know, that's kind of doing it. But that's not really second position. Second position is more of the Platinum Rule. The Platinum Rule is by, uh, I think it's uh, Alessandra, I think is his last name. Uh, but what he said, treat other people the way they want to be treated. Isn't that interesting? The golden rule is treat other people the way you would want to be treated, which is good. Don't get me wrong. But the Platinum rule, Tony Alessandro, that's his name. That's his name. The Platinum rule is to treat other people the way they'd like to be treated. You know, We have a a process in leadership adventure where we do a blind trust walk, where we have people pair up and one's A and one's B, and then we have a... Uh, a, put on a bandana over their eyes, and B, is supposed to guide them. And as they're in the classroom and they're getting out, I, I kind of listen to conversations because they're all sitting down, and then we tell one person to put on a blindfold, uh, and then we tell them, you know, the person that could see to go ahead and take their blindfolded person and make sure they have all their stuff and stand them up and get them in a line. And we're going to go outside, and they're going to go through an obstacle course, and we'll take the sighted person through the obstacle course, and whatever the sighted person does, Uh, They have to guide their blinded person through that process, too. So we're inside of a tent, inside of a building, and we're getting ready to go outside. And as they're lining them up without them knowing, I'm listening to the conversations. I'm listening to conversations. And people are telling people to get up. And people are telling people or asking them, where's your stuff at? Or people are doing all kinds. of all kinds of chitter chatter. But, you know, the conversation I'm waiting to hear, which I very rarely ever hear, is this. How would you like to be led? How would you like me to guide you? Would you like to put your hands on my shoulder? Would you like me to talk to you the whole way? Would you like me to paint a picture? Or would you like just me to to guide you? Would you like me to be quiet? Would you like me to describe the terrain? Really important questions. Why does that matter? Because again, that person's not you. So to apply the golden rule, to lead that person the way you would want to be led is better than not any forethought at all. But the problem with that thinking and the golden rule is that person's not you. And that's the person with life. We have a tendency to judge our situation, judge our experience, judge what we see other people based on what we see and hear from them. But we judge ourselves based on our intent. We judge ourselves based on our heart. And so that lacks empathy and understanding because what we want to do is step into someone else's experience, understand what they're going through, understand their trauma, understand how they're looking at the situation. Why? Because if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't make sense we're in a position of a better relationship. So I am Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about empathy equals understanding. What can you do in 48 hours? What can you
1: do in 48 hours that changes your life?
2: And on a personal point of view, so many things have happened since I got home. It's almost a miracle.
1: It's not almost. It is a miracle. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it'll change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening classes in Minneapolis, November 21st through the 23rd. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special.
4: Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across America, the people. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees.
2: Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person, has been thrilled with the results and myself included
1: change the course of your life go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next leadership awakening class in raleigh north carolina november 7th to the 9th that's likeitmatters.net
4: leadership awakening we don't take applicants only commitment
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. You can call me Mr. Black. And today, we are talking about that uh, one commodity that is lacking in America. Not only American politics is lacking in our families, is lacking in our relationships, and we call that empathy. And empathy equals understanding. And we're so ready to just attack everybody. We're so ready to block an attack. We're, we're so on edge. We're so bitter. Uh, we're so ready to, uh, to to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt, but to rip apart anybody we don't agree with. And uh, that's not uh, what we're called to do as leaders. That's not what we're called to do as Americans. And for those of you that call yourself children of God, that's, uh, that's an abomination uh, to our God. We're not supposed to be that way at all. We're supposed to have some empathy, and empathy is the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. Empathy only comes when you're willing to see something from another person's perspective to to put on their experience, to to step into their map of reality. Today, I'm going to break it down scientifically with some terms called rapport, with some terms called empathy and emotional intelligence. So what is empathy all about? Being able to empathize means to be capable of identifying and understanding another person's feelings without experiencing them for yourself at that particular moment. It is the ability to literally experience the world from another person's perspective, to walk in their shoes, to view life from their living conditions, and to feel what it feels like to be that person. The noun empathy refers to the ability to comprehend another person's actions and emotions, the identification of thoughts and emotional states within others, the capacity to understand a person's emotional reaction, the awareness of another person's problem without experiencing them, which can be in general understood as the ability of a person to understand others or to see where they are coming from. In contrast to this, the personality trait of a person that is incapable of empathizing with others would be defined as a sociopath. And we're so readily available to point the finger at everybody else And yet some of you don't believe that you have the propensity. We're all a bunch of hypocrites. We all hold people to a standard that we're not willing to hold to ourselves. Let's be honest. That's why I love, you know, I know some of you don't like the Bible. Some of you are threatened by God. I get all that. But, you know, you need to be open-minded and open-hearted and be open to all sources of knowledge. And so one of my favorite stories in the Bible is uh, from the book of Matthew in the 18th chapter. It's called The Unforgiving Debtor. And it talks about the kingdom of God is, is like a king who decided to square accounts with his servants. You know, as he got underway, one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt of $100,000, and he couldn't pay anything. He was poor. So the king ordered the man along with his wife, his children, all his goods to be auctioned off at the slave market. While the poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet and begged, oh, please, king, oh, please, king, give me a chance. I'll pay it all back. I'll pay it all back. Of course, he had no way to do that. But the king, nonetheless, was touched by his plea. And the king let him off. He actually erased all his debt. I mean, $100,000. That's a lot of money. Got rid of it. So the servant was no sooner out of prison, out of the room, when he stumbled upon one of his fellow servants who owed him $10. This guy owed him $10 for a long time and never paid him back. He said he was going to pay him back, but never did. So he grabbed a hold of his servant by the throat and demanded, give me that 10 bucks you owe me. Pay me now. Well, the poor wretch, the guy who he had him by the throat, he had no money. There was no way. It's just 10 bucks, but he had nothing to his them. He couldn't pay that. So the, the poor wretch threw himself down and begged, come on, please, give me a chance. I'll figure a way to pay it back. I'll figure a way to pay it back. But the man wouldn't do it. He would not show mercy, would not show grace. Matter of fact, he had him arrested and put in jail until the debt was paid. So... When other people saw this and had heard that he had been forgiven by the king, $100,000, and yet now he was getting his friend or servant thrown in jail for $10, they were outraged. And someone went and told the king what had happened, the detailed events. Now the king, hearing this, was even more living. So the king summoned the man and said, You evil servant, I forgave your entire debt when you begged me for mercy. Shouldn't you be compelled to be merciful to your fellow servant who asks the same for mercy? The king was furious and put the screws to the bed until he paid back his entire debt. And that's exactly what our Father in Heaven is going to do to each one of us who doesn't forgive unconditionally anyone who asks for mercy. See, there's a part in the Bible that says, Forgive lest ye be forgiven. Have mercy lest ye have mercy. And you got to give, you got to realize, you know, how are we living? Are we giving people the same benefit of the doubt that we seek? Or are we taking all their stuff? Are we asking for mercy? Are we asking for forgiveness? Or are we, uh, 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 because we want it, and are we giving out to other people? It kind of reminds me of the joke I heard about train my dog. You know, there's a guy who had, who had a dog and it didn't obey him. And so he gets a recommendation for a great dog trainer, decides to go to this dog trainer. So the dog owner walks in the room and asks, can you train my dog? And uh, the trainer replies, well, I can train your dog, and I'll give you a quick demonstration of how I work. So he dumps a box full of bones on the floor and blows a whistle. A dog comes in and makes a skeleton with the bones. Wow, says the dog owner. What kind of dog is that? Well, that's a nurse's dog, responds the trainer. Then he blows a whistle again, and a second dog comes in the room, and that dog makes a big building. The dog owner says, wow, what kind of dog is that? That's an architect's dog, replies the trainer. Then the trainer blows the whistle again, and a third dog comes in, and that dog takes all the bones and runs away. What kind of dog is that, says the dog owner. Well, that's Robert Mueller's dog says the trainer. <laughs> you know, Robert Mueller who had to get Roger Stone uh, not just arrest a guy, You had to storm his house in the middle of the night with 17 officers and break down the door and harass him and intimidate him. You know, they could have had called his attorney and said, hey, uh, we're going to arrest him for lying to Congress, uh, but why don't you meet at the, uh, the courthouse or we'll we'll send police officers to get him. See, ladies and gentlemen, at some point, you got to have some mercy, you know, because we all fall under somebody else's authority. Uh, and even if you're president of the United States, you still fall under the authority of God uh, and an overwatching public. And so, one thing we want to have—I truly believe—that leaders are able to to put themselves in someone else's shoes. You know, in our class, uh, we uh, we do a couple of uh, on the second night. We do a couple of physical exercises. You know, the first part of my training you go to like it. Matters dot net to read about it. First part of my training, uh, I basically am setting people up. I'm setting a stage. I'm creating a culture. I'm letting people understand building blocks, pieces that I don't tell them that's what's going on. Uh, And then on Friday night, we start taking all those pieces that we laid out. It's kind of like I have a a four-year-old son, Benaya. And so whenever you buy really nice gifts for little kids, a lot of times you gotta put them together. You gotta put the gifts together because they're not packaged, put together. And so you first lay out all the pieces, right? You lay out all the pieces, you make sure you have all the pieces, and then from there you start building. Well, that's what kind of like what I do at my training and likeitmatters.net. I kind of lay out all the pieces of how we work, lay out all the pieces of the power of the mind, lay out all the pieces of cognitive behavioral therapy and transactional analysis and neuro-linguistic programming, how we create experience. So the first half of the class, I'm just laying out all these pieces. I'm, I'm, I'm building rapport. I'm establishing a, a mindset. I'm creating culture. But what I'm doing is I'm getting people To to buy into certain pieces uh, of what I'm teaching. And then on Friday night when we start after dinner, that's really where we start building, if you will. Take all the pieces I've laid out and start building. And there's one physical exercise I do where I actually have one person lift another person. And I get that other person being lifted in a pretty deep state of focus. Uh, through some things I, I, I do with their mind. And, uh, they could be in that position for five, ten minutes before I have the other person lift them. And so, one of the things for me personally, and this is just me, uh, I never want to stand in a lifting position with my, squatted down behind another person, especially another man, uh, with, uh, I'm, you know, my face is basically at their mid back. I'm squatted down, my hands are at their belt line. But the front of my chest is pressed against the back, their back so that when it's time to lift them, I can lift them. And so one thing I would never want to do is be in that position for 10 minutes, just sitting there. I just wouldn't feel comfortable in that close proximity, standing in that formation uh, behind another man. It's just not my cup of tea, not my preference. And because of that, I would never have another person do that. See, I believe one of the great traits of a leaders is that thing called empathy. The ability to walk a mile in someone else's boxes. I truly believe that any great leader would never ask anybody to do anything they weren't willing to do themselves. I've heard, I think, at McDonald's that when you buy a franchise, you know, you're you're wealthy, you buy into this great franchise, you're basically guaranteed making money that when you do that, you have to do every single job uh, in a company, you need to learn uh, to wash the floors, you need to learn to wash the toilets, you need to learn how to clean up the kitchen, you need to learn how to make fries, you need to learn how to make burgers, why? So you have empathy, so you have understanding, so you can say, I know what it's been like. And see, that's why my ability to have empathy, my ability to have understanding, is why I get to help so many people. You know, I know what it's like to hurt, I know what it's like to struggle, I know what it's like to not be enough. I know what it's like to not fit in. I know what it's like to be put down. I know what it's like to be homeless. I know what it's like to be beaten up on. I know what it's like to be abused. I know what it's like to not have enough. And because of that, I can I can walk in people's shoes. I can match a model. I can pace a lead. And after the break, what we're going to go into, physical ways of how you can get into someone's map of reality, how you can build a connection, how you can build understanding, How you can, no matter what your skin color, no matter what your background, if you want to, how you can connect with someone when you can build rapport with them. Because the problem in today's world is a lack of understanding. There's a lack of empathy. And if you truly want to understand another person, if you truly want to connect with another person, then you have to make effort. And one of the first things you have to make effort on is building rapport. Building rapport, connect with someone. And rapport is a state of harmonious understanding with another individual group that enables greater and easier communication. And again, what's lacking today is understanding. In other words, rapport is getting on well with another person or group of people by having things in common. This makes the communication process easier and usually more effective. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And today, we are talking about empathy equals understanding. We'll be back in three minutes.
1: What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD. Compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received.
3: You focus on the individual.
2: I think you kind of answered the why question. Whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a bandaid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right? It's a choice.
1: 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it'll change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening classes in Minneapolis, November 21st through the 23rd. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
4: Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade, but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock, but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Attend a free investing class near you. Call now, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410. Or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com.
2: Online Trading Academy Radio.
4: Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees.
2: Since then, they have been on fire. They have been Every single person has been thrilled with the results, and myself included.
1: Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Raleigh, North Carolina, November 7th to the 9th. That's likeitmatters.net.
4: Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today we are talking about empathy equals understanding. And we all need more empathy. We all need to have the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. Not just the ones we like, but the ones we don't like, you know. Uh, I, I, it's about understanding. You know, I used to ask this question all the time. I said, do you understand how uh, a, a young person in the inner city, a young male who has more of a chance of being dead or, or being in prison than they do graduating and walk out, at, walking out of the inner city successfully, do you understand how that person could kill someone for five bucks? And for, if you were to say, no, I could never understand that, then you don't have the ability to get outside of your own map around and get outside of your own experience and step into that experience of another person. See, hope means that no matter how bad life is today or how unfair life is, that tomorrow can be better. And that's why as leaders we're supposed to be hope peddlers because, boy, without hope there's no reason to push forward. And if you can't understand how if someone had no hope, that if they believed that they were going to either get out of that city only one of two ways, either in a coffin or in a, a, a jail in a, in the back seat of a cop car, then you got to understand how someone could kill someone for five bucks because there's no hope, there's no reason not to. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not justifying it. They're what they did. What I'm saying is, can you understand? And the only way you can understand is to to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. And I love that that quote. You know, the the admonition of walk a mile in someone else's shoes means before judging someone. You must understand his or her experience, their challenges, the thought process that went into that. The full idiom is before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. And the earliest traces of this proverb date back to the Cherokee tribe of Native Americans who warned don't judge a man until you have walked a mile in his shoes. And it's about compassion, it's about forgiveness, it's about empathy. It's about the ability to think yourself into another person's shoes. It also shows you what you can do to develop compassion and to cultivate empathy. Uh, There's very little compassion anymore in this world, Uh, especially people you don't agree with. If you're wearing a red hat that says, Make America Great Again, people want to beat you up. If you vote for Donald Trump, and people want to call you names and spit in your face and think you don't have the right to, to... And then what would you do if someone else voted for someone that you consider a fringe candidate? Do you spit in their face? Is it okay for you to do that to them? Or here's the problem with this whole thing hating Donald Trump and hating everybody that supported him. Now there's precedent being set. If you don't know anything about precedent, you need to check it out. It's in the legal community. Once something's been established, and that's the, the norm going forward. So now the next time a Democrat gets elected... So half the country, 40% of the country, is going to destroy that person. So hopefully there's still a deep state in place where people who are unelected, who are in government jobs, are going to now attempt to destroy that Democratic president. That now we're going to have the government illegally monitor them, illegally spy on American citizens because they don't like the person who might get elected president. And they're going to do stuff behind the scenes to destroy their lives. See, once it's called precedent... And, you know, once you spit in someone's face, then you give them permission to spit in your face. Once you slap someone on the cheek, you give them permission to slap you. See, leadership's a loop. It's permission, it's example, it's culture. I keep tying all these pieces together. We give people permission through our actions. What are you giving people permission to do? Are you giving them permission to forgive? Are you giving them permission to, to turn the other cheek? Or are you giving them permission to get their pound of flesh? Are you giving them permission to keep every record wrong? Because let's be honest, we live in a world where we keep record wrong. And what we need is forgiveness, mercy, grace. I got to tell you, of all the qualities of God, uh, none is more godly than forgiveness, than mercy, than grace. And man, if we want that from God, how much are we giving it to other people? Because God, the Bible's clear, it's replete with these uh, understanding that the way you treat other people, that's the same way God will treat you. He says the same measure that you give to other people is the same measure I will give to you. Don't you hear it? God's saying you choose how I treat you by how you treat others. And really that should be our statement to other, everybody else. Say, hey, listen, watch me. And you treat me the way I treat other people. I think that's a fair statement. If you're loving and forgiving, then then have other people treat you loving and forgiving. But if you're bigoted, hateful, closed-minded, then maybe other people should treat you that way. If you're right and everybody else is wrong, maybe everybody else should treat you that way. If it's your way or the highway, maybe everybody else should treat you that way. See, we, we've got to establish rapport. You know, a good friend of mine, Mike Tucker, uh, he wrote a book called Marriage Mantras. And these are just long term marriages that, and and little sayings that people have uh, that really are foundational for having a good marriage. Uh, and he said one of them was that, you no, know, that to believe that the other person would never intentionally hurt you. See, when you have that, when you believe that the other person would never intentionally hurt you, you frame things differently. You look at what they do. The the frame that you see their activity is totally different. But if you believe someone is out to hurt you, if you believe someone wants to destroy you, if you believe that someone will hurt you at any cost, you're going to see things through that frame. You're going to see things through that filter. And even if they did something great, it's the Donald Trump syndrome. For some of you, no matter what Donald Trump does, it's wrong you've been programmed to hate him. All you do is listen to your drone. You've been listening to all the lies, all the crap, all the attacks, all the destruction. I have lost so much faith in my country. I used to love this country. And what they've done to Donald Trump and the hatred and the bitterness and setting him up for fail, telling him to cave in on this border wall, you know, don't worry about the border wall, give in, open the government. And then he opens the government and they call him caveman. So they do what he want they they want him to do, and then they attack him and If they don't do what they want him to do, then they attack him uh if he says something he's wrong, if he doesn't say something he's wrong. really, who here wants to be treated that way and yet that's what a lot of you are doing you're putting that out there karma, what do they say about karma? Some of you got some bad karma, you think it's it's him what what about you? What about you? We've got to stop being hypocrites. We've got to start seeing the best in, in other people. See, when we see the best in people, we actively listen to them. We give them freedom to share their opinions and provide constructive feedback to help them find solutions. I love when they'll take things that President Obama said uh, and they'll go to liberals, Democrats, and go out there and say, here's what President Trump said. And they'll quote Obama. And they'll go, oh, my gosh, that evil man, he's terrible. And now they're quoting Obama, but because they believe it's from Trump, it's evil, it's terrible. Then when they tell him it's from Obama, they go, oh, oh, I thought you said this. Oh, no, that's a good thing. See, it doesn't matter. It's not what's really going on. No one responds to reality. What we respond is our map of reality. But that's why the frame we put around things, if you think someone's a loser, if you think someone's evil, if you think someone's uh, 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 deplorable, if you think someone's hateful, bigoted, whether they are or not, that's the message you send to your brain. And then the frame, the window that you look through for everything that person does is through that window. So you need to quit blaming other people for your choices. See, at the end of the day, for better or for worse, we all form expectations of people and situations. And the more confidence we have in ourselves, the more likely we are to foster high expectation in those around us and motivate people toward positive outcomes. So it's about us and what can we do to change things. And the first thing we want to do is start building rapport with people. And if you want to build rapport with people, you got to get out of your map reality and step into someone else's map of reality. Let me explain to you what rapport is. Rapport is a state of harmonious understanding with another individual group that enables greater and easier communication. In other words, rapport is getting on well with another person or group of people by having things in common. And sometimes you've got to create things in common. This makes the communication process easier, usually more effective. Sometimes rapport happens naturally. You know, you quote, hit it off or get on well with someone else without even having to work at it. This is often how friendships are built. However, rapport can also be built and developed by finding common ground. And that's what's lacking today. It's all, I'm right and you're wrong. Instead, of so, you know what, maybe this person isn't evil. Maybe they just have a different perspective. But it takes getting off of our high horse, getting off of our pound of flesh, getting off of our record of wrong. See, rapport is important in both our professional and personal lives. Employers are more likely to employ somebody who they believe will get on well with their current staff. Personal relationships are easier to make and develop when there's a closer connection and understanding between the parties involved. There's greater rapport. So the first task in successful interpersonal relationships is to attempt to build rapport. Building rapport is all about matching ourselves with another person. For many, starting a conversation with a stranger is a stressful event. We can be lost for words, awkward with our body language and mannerisms. However, creating rapport at the beginning of a conversation with somebody new will often make the outcome of the conversation more positive. So, let's say you go to you do outside sales. I always tell people if you do outside sales, to make sure you get to your appointment fifteen minutes early. Why? Not just to show that you're prepared. It's far beyond that, because you gotta look at people's walls. I always say this, you got to look at people's walls. Why? What do people put on their walls? They put on stuff that's important to them. And so rapport is establishing a connection. That's what rapport is. And so what you do is you go, if you do outside sales, you go to an office 15 minutes early and you look around the walls. You see what's important to people. You see what they put up. Do they have pictures of fishing? Do they have the sports teams' pictures? Uh, Do they have diplomas? Do they have uh, pictures of them working a a habitat for humanity? Do they uh, have scripture verse on the wall? Why? Because what you're doing is you're connecting with that person. That's what rapport is. You actually meet the person in their internal model of the world. See, no one can read anybody else's mind. But what we do is we can tell what's going on in someone's internal experience through their external output. What is external output? What people can see. What people can hear. What people can feel. What people can notice. And what happens when my external output matches your external output, we make the unconscious decision that this person must be like me. And the reason why rapport works is because people like people like themselves. So I'm Mr. Black. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes talking about empathy
3: equals understanding. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal donors and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world if you are willing please email us at mr black at like it com in the subject line put posse again that's mr black at like com in the subject line put posse join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow email us at mr black at like com in the subject line put posse
2: I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports
1: all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process.
6: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, Mr. Black. And today we're talking about empathy equals understanding. And like with all of our radio shows, this is not filler Uh, This is not something you can take seven minutes and listen to, and it's going to be great. This is requires 48 minutes of you paying attention. I've had listeners say, man, they never listen to my show without a notepad and take notes. Why? Because we're lacking understanding. We're lacking empathy in this world, in America. We're attacking each other. We're destroying each other. We are destroying our country from within. The bitterness, the hatred, the one-upmanship, the n-g-i-y-s-o-b now i got you sob uh it's the games people play and you gotta understand what's going on it's a mind game i've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts so you need to listen to the show so if you miss any of this radio show you need to listen to the whole thing in its entirety so you can go to likeitmattersradio.com and listen to this and many other archive messages You can also listen to it twice a day. If you're in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, uh, we play 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time on AM 1570, uh, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. You can live stream there as well. And then we replay from 5 to 6 p.m. Also, iHeartRadio, because of our connection to the Minneapolis station and iHeartRadio, carries us twice a day, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time and replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. All you have to do is go to iHeartRadio in uh, search wellness radio 1570 it's our connection in minneapolis wellness radio 1570 there you'll hear us two a day twice a day i've had people in sao paulo brazil and uh, Navaldo and his friends out there I've got people in china people in russia i got people in every state around this country listing and how are they listing they're listening to it on iheart radio you can go to tune in as well and please go to itunes You can subscribe to us now on iTunes, and at the end of each radio show, when I do my live show, they'll put it in podcast form in your in-basket. So, And if you do Facebook, like us on Facebook. Each day, Val puts a picture up about what I'm going to be talking about, uh, puts some text to it and all that. And uh, so, man, you need to keep growing your mind. You need to keep fresh. You need to keep young. And right now, what we're working on is – Building some empathy, building some understanding. And if you're going to do that, it must start with rapport. See, people's external output, you know, their words, their gestures, physiology is a physical representation of their internal map of reality. In order to gain rapport, we must meet the person on their external output, which unconsciously builds a level of trust because, quote, you must have a similar map of reality. And why does it work? It works because people like people like themselves. Same basis why there's prejudice in this world. People like people like themselves. And so if you really want to connect with a person, you must meet the person in their internal model of the world as you match their external output. And how do you do that? There's some little techniques. Small talk. You want to match someone's small talk. That's why I said if you in outside sales get to someone's office early, so you can see what's on the wall, so you can open your conversation with some small talk. Oh man, you're into kids soccer. My daughter's in soccer. Oh man, you're. I saw that fishing trip. That huge marlin. Are you a fisher? I love to fish. Oh, man, I saw that you got pictures with uh, Tom Brady. Are you a, a New England Patriots fan or just a football fan? Oh, man, don't you see? It's small talk. Allows you to open up to have a connection without selling anything. You also want to be able to match key words and phrases, predicates. You know, you got to listen to them. Listen to people. What a concept. Listen to someone. Are they using the same word over and over? You might want to incorporate that word. Are they talking in pictures? Are they talking in sounds? Are they talking in feelings? And we'll talk about those in a little bit. They're called predicates. If you just listen to people, they'll tell you what language they're speaking, but it requires you to get out for your own experience and actually pay attention to another person. And then you can also match ideas, moods, opinions, emotions. Nonverbally, you can match someone's voice quality, their tone, their pace. Uh, you can also mirror their body, you know, posture, gestures, etc. And by matching your behavior approaches to the situation at hand. If someone approaches it logically, to do so with them logically. someone approaches it emotionally, do so with them. You're working to match a model, to, to step into their map reality, to build a rapport, to build a connection. So it allows for trust. It allows for open communication. And, you know, I, I've studied rapport and uh, NLP for years. And I remember the statement, someone said, whatever a client resists, it's a statement about what you are doing, not about what they are doing. And of all the ways that you've attempted to make contact and establish poor, you have not yet found one that works. You need to be more flexible in the way you're presenting. So I heard um, one of the presuppositions for NLP is the the system or the part in the system with the most flexibility has the most power. Are you flexible? Are you? See, once rapport and trust is established, you can begin to engage in all kinds of activities. You can influence, you can guide, persuade, you can sell, you can counsel. But first, got to build trust. You can coach, you can train, you can motivate, you can negotiate. And that moves your work in a positive direction. So establishing rapport. First of all, there are three different ways. Remember, we process in the three different uh, zone, modes. We see things visually, we hear things auditorily, and we do things kinesthetically. That's why I talk about transactional analysis. There's a stimulus and there's a response. The stimulus does not dictate response because what happens, we go into our three channels. You know, the mind is six times faster than we talk. Perfect example, we have people come to our training. I had this one woman who came to my training and her marriage is struggling. They have been wearing their wedding rings for a while and they're kind of basically separated even though they're still together, kind of separated. And so this woman uh, comes back, and she's ready to recommit, do all this. She put her ring back on. She comes home, and then she calls me the next day and said things didn't turn out the way that she wanted to. I said, why not? She goes, because when he didn't do this or when he didn't do that or I came home the house was a mess or I came home and he wouldn't help me with my luggage, see, what happened was she had these expectations. And I remember hearing a saying one time, expectations are the seeds of disappointment. I'm not saying you shouldn't have expectations, but you need to understand your expectations. And you need to know what you want. Remember, three steps to become your dream. Want it, create it, live it. You always got to know what you want is. And uh, I tell people a lot of time, don't expect anything. When you come back home from my training and you're a different person, you love on that person, you act differently, but don't have any expectations. Why? Because you're just going to be disappointed. And what happens, you come home, you're excited And you see them, something, the house is a mess. You see them not doing what they should do. And then all of a sudden, you respond because you tell yourself, see, they don't love me. See, no one takes care of me. See, here we go. Again, whenever I do something, it's not taken care of. See, we automatically, we go into our three channels. We tell ourselves, they're not doing this. They're not doing that. And then we respond. And so you got to understand how we work. That's what I teach you in my training, how you work. And so what we want to do, if we want to build rapport, we want to build some trust, we want to match and mirror the person in three areas, body language, voice, and words. Because if you look at communication, the entire uh, pi- uh, pie of communication, 100%, you'd see those three things, body language, which is th- 37%, uh, I'm sorry, uh, body language is 53% of communication. Voice, tonality, and qualities are 30 30- percent what is it, 38, I think it is, percent of communication, something like that. And then words are 7% of communication. Whatever the figures are, something like that. 7, 31, 53, something like that. That shows you. That's Those are three areas that we match and model, pace, and lead. See, matching is about duplicating the behavior of another person. Does not mean to be specific, only similar. Mirroring is matching the rhythm of a person's movement with a similar, not necessarily identical, type of movement. And pacing and leading is using matching and mirroring. A rapport can be established. Once rapport is established, the person will begin following in movements. So you got to realize all this is going on, but you need to be aware of it. Just like you learn about cars by going to school. Just like you learn about computers by going to school. You are a person. You sell to people. You live with people. You you buy from people. You need to know how people work. And so in body language, there's four areas we can match a model. Posture, facial expressions, breathing, gestures. Again, if someone's similar to us, we unconsciously think this person uh, is someone I can trust. They're like me. On a voice, we can again match a model. The different qualities: the tonality, the pace, the inflection, the timber. You know the qualities of voice, the emotion, clear or husky, and also words. We can match a model. Pace, and You know, the experience. Do you have a similar experience? Uh, what about predicates? Predicates tell you what someone's talking as. You know, they're visual predicates. You know, picture this, imagine this, focus. Some people talk in visual words. If you pay attention, they're telling you they communicate visually. Some people talk in auditory words, words that sound, you know, they talk like this listen, tell describe sounds like this uh you know afterthought describe in detail express yourself it rings a bell and then there are kinesthetic people they talk in more physical words they're talking about i can't get a touch of this i need to grasp this that's a huge impact i'm panicking let's start from scratch it slipped my mind let's hang in there physical words and so when we can match them all those words we're actually talking their same language Keywords. Some people talk in the same keywords. If you're talking back to them, you want to use those keywords. It connects to them. And then education level. You don't need to talk over people. You don't need to impress yourself. See, this is what I do. This is why I get the results I get. All this stuff is going on right out in front of you. But you need to know it's there. And you need to get off your own perspective. You need to get off your own ego and start putting yourself in someone else's shoes. If you're going to have um, empathy, you need to have understanding. And you need to learn how to do that. So go to likeitmatters.net and let me help you do that. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
3: exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills.
5: And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare
1: is is a family, a group of people that... Stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without Medishare.
5: It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you 844 41 Bible. That's 844 41 Bible. 844 41 Bible.
4: Hi, this